0: Welcome to The Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to The Lion's Den. And so we just had a conversation with the Pandora's box, right? Thank you, ma'am, you for enlightening us and helping us get our fit right, right fitness fit time to get right. Ain't that what it is?
2: <laughs> no, fit my life.
1: There it is, fit my life, <laughs> fix my life. Yeah, let's, let's so get I together. <laughs> but moving on, moving on. We have my friend, your friend, the infamous Miss Danielle Brown. I'm How infamous.
3: you doing? I'm
1: good. So welcome
2: to the Lion's Den. Thank you for having me here.
1: No, no, no. So we, we're about to get it in. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to talk about is not just her, but being in a position of leadership and being able to be strong, continue to be strong, but to stay feminine and to keep that swag about yourself. So how do you do it with grace?
2: So part of it is just staying true to who you are, mm-hmm. right? I'm I'm me, right? Part of it is definitely being vulnerable, not being afraid to show that, which some people equate vulnerability with weakness. I don't. You know, my story is part of what makes me strong. So just staying true to who I am, knowing who I am, um, which has been a journey for me, for sure, um, throughout my time in the military, being a mom, being a wife, all of that. But always being able to bring myself back to center and continue to focus.
1: Okay. Well, first thing, where are you from?
2: So... You and I have talked. I claim Detroit, hold right?
1: On. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Can you dig it? All right. Where well, you say you're from? From where?
2: So I claim Detroit. <laughs> okay. Um, but for those that are not from Michigan, I'm actually from the suburbs. So I'm from Mount Clemens, Michigan. Which okay.
1: Very close ladies and gentlemen, let me let y'all know something. That's not Detroit, Detroit, but it's just <laughs> enough. So it only takes a, a, it, it take a few minutes to get there. So it's, it's all good. We'll give you that pass. So do you think... Coming from Detroit brings a certain um, energy.
2: I think it does, right? You you definitely have to be strong, right? You can't let nobody just, you know, try to call you out or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, there were a lot of things that I had to learn being in the job that I am, I am now. So, you know, I have a, a very stoic face, what people tell me. So Stoic. Stoic, okay, if that's what no. you want to call it. But... <laughs> Being able to let people see me, too, right? (laughs) Being able to know that, you know, hey, I'm not used to just walking up to somebody on the street and just having a conversation, right? That's just not what I did. But now, um, through growth, through my job, things like that, I've I've learned to adapt those things into who I am.
3: So, quick question. What is your current job?
2: So, I am uh, a superintendent for the comptroller squadron and wing staff agencies here on Scott Air Force Base in the 375th.
3: You have a lot of exposure.
2: I do. I do. So I've been blessed throughout my my walk in the Air Force to have met so many great people. Um, Some not so great, but some great. (laughs) Correct.
0: That's life. Right. Right. It Um,
2: is. That has definitely grown me a lot. You know, I am born and raised in Michigan, so being exposed to different people didn't really happen until I came into the Air Force.
1: Yeah. uh, And I I can attest to that. I know you can too, Uh Will. You know, being Uh homestead, being here forever and... uh, (laughs) Coming from Detroit, the individuals that I grew up with or around and saw, I really didn't have to deal with and or there was a, a preconceived notion of who they are and how mm-hmm. they operate. For sure. Now, you, you experienced that? I
2: uh-huh. have. So uh-huh. What,
1: what happened that caused you to realize that not everybody is the same?
2: Just exposure to different people, right? Hearing people's stories, learning to listen more than I speak. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that allows you to really get to know an individual and know that just because, you know, I'm born and raised here and this is what I'm used to. That's not what it always is.
1: Mm -hmm. So tell me about that stoic face.
2: I don't know where it comes (laughs) from. Wait, wait, so 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 what do they call it? They
1: call it the the resting face. And y'all can fill in (laughs) the blank, all right? The the, the, the resting B face. But do you feel as though that has prevented you in different aspects or earlier in your career? I think it has caused
2: a lot of people to question me. You know, am I do I like my job, right? Am I happy about being here? You know, and and I am, and a lot of times I tell them, you know, and now that's kind of my lead in, don't let my face fool you. You know, if you want to know about me, why don't you just come have a conversation with me? And then you'll realize, if I walk around smiling, then I'm gonna feel like I'm being phony. Not saying that I don't smile, I do, but this is just my face, right? But a lot of people will say, well, you look angrier. What's wrong with you today? Well, nothing's wrong with me. You know, just just have this conversation with me. But I think once people really get to know me, you know, get to know who Danielle is, and they understand that. So,
3: it could be the fact that people are afraid for what's out of the norm to them. If they don't look at you and you look like someone they're used to, they have a preconceived notion that mm-hmm. you are this. How do you tackle that on a day-to-day basis? I know being on a military installation. You deal with a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds. When people come at you with their preconceived notion, how do you respond to it?
2: I, I just tell them who I am. You know, this is my face. You know, I can't. It's unnatural for me to just walk around and start smiling all the time. I tell them if I if I am right, then you might want to worry because something <laughs> might really be wrong <laughs> with me, right? Um, but it's just through conversation. It's just through getting to know people, right? Once once people have that conversation with me, then they realize, oh. You know, this is her face. You know, maybe I'm thinking about something, but I've never been off-putting to someone. If you want to come up to me and have a conversation, then let's have that conversation. You know, I'm not afraid now to be able to walk up to someone and say, hey, how are you doing today? You know, let's talk a little bit. And then they see beyond this, right? And they understand the layers of who I am. So...
3: I think that's very important. Go ahead. Would you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert?
2: Uh, I would probably say introvert. You know, when it comes up to talking to people one-on-one, that's what's natural for me. We can have several conversations in the office and I'm good, right? But if I have to get up and talk in front of large groups, especially groups that I'm not familiar with or I don't know, that's when a lot of the nervousness and things start start to come in, Um Preparedness helps me deal with a lot of that, you know, knowing my audience, knowing who I'm speaking to, things like that. I'm um, just getting uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. So okay. um, I'm very. I'm an open person, but if you want me to come into a room and just be that, you know, that person that's out there like, hey, that's that's not me. So
1: <laughs> okay. well, that's good. So what's your motivation or who is your motivation or inspiration
2: So my motivation uh, comes a lot from my mother. Um, She had kids very young in life, um, but she never let that stop her from making sure that we were taken care of. So when you talk about resilience and things like that, she had a lot of struggles in her life, but she always made it through it. Um, She doesn't feel that way if you have that conversation, but she is the one that told me that struggles will come but you have to continue to press on through everything that you do, so.
1: That's good.
3: Good information.
1: That is. So when it comes down to being a superintendent, what would you say is one of the biggest struggles being in your position, being a woman in that position, but what what, would, a black woman in that position, what would you say has been the biggest struggle?
2: Um, I think the fact that you know, I've, I've made it to this position. It wasn't by accident, right? But right. I still feel sometimes that I have to prove myself. You know, once once you prove yourself, then, oh, you're good. You know, but I'm different in the aspect when it comes to definitely, I listen more than I speak. Like I said, I don't speak just because, you know, I'm in this position. I speak when I feel like I need to say something or I need to add value or whatever it is to the conversation. So it's constantly that, yes, you've got the position but let me really see what you work what you're working with right sometimes i feel like i've been tested when i feel like others in that position might not have been Mm -hmm. um but i don't let it bother me right because at the end of the day for me it's about taking care of my people yes
3: absolutely you bring up something very critical where people may present a challenge to you that others may not have to endure do you take that personally
2: Sometimes, you know, I I can't lie. Sometimes it bothers me because, you know, why I I can give an instance where I was put into a position while I was deployed um, that was normally for a higher rank than mine, but they put me in there. I didn't ask for it. Right. It was, hey, I need you to go and do this. So when I first got out there, it was like, oh well, you're not this, so I just need you to understand.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so they just put you in your place, right? Right. Tell right. you so. where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So finally, I just had to come to the conversation and look. I didn't. I didn't ask to come here. You guys asked me to come here. So what I'm asking for you to do is allow me to do my job. You know, I'm not out. I understand what the job entails. No. Yes, this is my first time. So there are things I might mess up. There are things that I'm going to have to learn, but I'm asking you to have that trust in me and give me the ability to do my job. And once they did, things were, were good. But why did it have to come to that point? So that kind of bothered me for a little bit. But again, at the end of the day, your focus is on on taking care of your people. But with Danielle, it kind of irked me a little bit. Why do I have to even go through this?
1: you know a good point. Well, we got a question from our man's big, uh, yeah, Herm. What's going on, brother? He says because appearance matters. When you think about customer service, we're always taught to smile at customers. Is it unre- unreasonable to come to a judgment of someone based on first impression?
2: I think it can be, you know, for me, knowing who I am, and that's the comment that I always get, it it could be unreasonable. Now, if I'm mean mugging someone when they come up and I got that standoffish, don't talk to me, look, well, that's different, you know, but if you come up to me as a customer and you're asking me a question and the way that I respond, that's where you get your perception of me, right? I'm never going to be rude. I'm never going to be arrogant or anything like that. I'm never going to just give you the Heisman. I'm going to talk to you and help you through your question you know so what a person may see coming up versus the experience they get may be totally different
1: mm. okay so what is your button so if someone how does someone push your button because when i see you in the office you just say you just seem chill all the time like <laughs> hey what's up come on in. but what is it that grinds your gears
2: so it it depends on the situation and bring out right? that Detroit for <laughs> real, for real. <laughs>
1: mm.
2: my pet peeve is Uh, I guess when it comes to work is, is complacency, right? We are here and my, and I always tell people, my sole purpose exists to help folks be able to do their job, right? Servant leadership is what it's about. So when I have individuals who don't get that, right? And now it's time to come in and save the day or whatever you want to call it, that bothers me. So I always have that calm face because I get that a lot too, Mm -hmm. you know, senior, you're just so smooth and it seems like you never get upset. Well, if you were inside my head, you would understand. It's the problems going on. You would understand. Mm -hmm. And there are times where we'll have to have that conversation. So if I'm disappointed or anything like that, and a lot of it is learning, you know, so I I understand that as well. Um, Maybe they're doing it because they just don't know. Um, But let's have this conversation because at the end of the day, it's never about you. Everything you do affects someone else. Mm So when people miss that point, that is kind of my pet peeve when it comes to things.
3: So in your position, a with the importance of energy in any situation, especially as a superintendent, your, your, your people are going to feed off your energy. Mm-hmm. What kind of energy do you think you project to those around you?
2: I think um, I definitely let folks know that that teamwork is very important to me. Um, nothing happens in a bubble and nothing that we do can be done on our own so don't devalue other people you know everyone who puts on a uniform everyone that comes to work all every day whether civilian military it doesn't matter officer enlisted we all have a job to do but we're stronger together than if we try and do it on our own so I'm a big believer in teamwork you know can I get pumped up and cheer on my team and, you know, hey, when it comes to the award ceremonies and things like that, let's show up and show out. I'm all for that, right? Um, So I I think it's just teamwork, right? Nothing nothing is done by yourself. And I think sometimes because we can be competitive when it comes times for competing for promotions and things like that, people tend to forget that. But I believe your success is in how you treat others. I've gone up not because of what my leadership wants me to do, but because I've taken care of those people that I've worked with day to day.
1: Awesome. So are you the first in your family to be in the military?
2: For as long as I have been, yes. So I've had my grandfather serve for a little while, I've had some uncle and some cousins that were in the army uh, for a short amount of time, I have a cousin. Um, That is in the Army now, so me and him are pretty much the only ones in my family on my mother and my father's side that will have a long career in the military and have retired. Okay,
1: so what type of tradition would you say or would you like to carry on moving forward in your family, your immediate family? Because you have a daughter, correct?
2: I have a daughter and a son.
1: Okay, daughter and a son. So what would you like to instill in them into cause or to say this is our tradition?
2: Um... When it, when it comes to our family time, kind of our, our tradition that we built, and it's, it's pretty basic and simple, we have our Friday night family nights, okay. right? So that is when it doesn't matter what's going on, they got homework, they got whatever, <clears throat> this, is, this is our time for us. You know, and that, we really look forward to that, whether it's watching a movie, whether it's going out going bowling, just the simple stuff. That's the things that we do, just to let them know that life is going to happen, right? But family is important, so sometimes you have to take that step back and be able to focus on each other and focus on self. We're able to talk and communicate. Um, a lot of times you do have those stressors in your day and things like that, but we set all that aside and it's like, hey, you know, how was your day? What's going on in your mind right now? Where they can really feel that outlet and be open where we really talk to each other. So. Okay.
1: So there's a perception that women in leadership positions are too emotional, right? They cry, they cry babies. Ah, look, she over (laughs) here, she feeling bad about this, da-da-da, don't tell her this because she go whining about it. How do you balance that? By keeping your emotions out of it but still in it at the same time?
2: It's hard, right? You know, this is where I talk about there's different masks that you have to wear, right? So when I'm at home, I have a mask on, I'm mom, right? Even though in all of that, I'm, I'm still me, but there's a different way I have to present myself. So when I'm at work, there's a mask on, you know, I'm, I'm Senior Brown, right? But there's also a vulnerability that people need to see in you. So are you going to have hard days? Yes, you're going to have hard days. And it's okay for people to be able to see that, right? We're human. You know, I think, you know, we have, we have issues with things going on in the military right now because... People are afraid to take that mask off and let let you know that, that, hey, life happens, you know, but how do you how are you going to try to be resilient and bounce back from that? So are there days in the office where, you know, I might have to close my door and, and shed a couple? Maybe. Right. I have that that close circle of friends that I know I can reach out to that. That's kind of my balance, knowing when I need to. Hey, maybe I need to just step back and take a break. You know, sometimes God has a way of slowing you down, even when you oh, don't want to true. slow down. Don't. No, I'm,
1: um, <laughs> I'm telling you. I read something that said, if you ever wanted to make God laugh, well, we talked about this. Tell him your, your plan. Because like, oh, for real? Psych! No, you, bro. So what would you say to the young airman, the young lady that's going through things or that's in a predominantly male you know, shop or organization as far as finding her way? What would you tell her as far as encouragement?
2: Stay true to who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, there's a job and there are standards and expectations for the job, but you, you have to know the difference, right? It doesn't mean you have to come in beating your chest, right, if you're not that person. If you're the quiet and reserved person, be the quiet and reserved person. You know, if you're doing your job, if you're taking care of business, If you're taking care of your people, that will be seen. Are you going to have haters that may come in sometime and and try and shut you down? Maybe. But you have people in in other areas that see the truth and know what's going on and understand your worth. Um, Don't be afraid to step up, obviously, if things are not right and you are being mistreated because we have different resources and things like that. But you got to stay true to who you are. Once you get into that bubble where you feel like you have to be somebody else, now you've missed the mark and you're, you're going to constantly be battling with something within yourself that's not right.
1: You're absolutely right. You know, and I'll let you ask your question. But um, what I want to say is not only do I appreciate you coming here, but within, I think, the first maybe week and some change, we started talking mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I wish... I knew you about 10 years ago he in my, had you
2: know, great
1: the, but that's all it took. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? And then I I received a, a little spark, like, okay, somebody got your back, right? Because they are talking to you, not at that's you. True. They're talking to Seth, not Master Sergeant Miller. You know what I mean? Because some people only see that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you. I appreciate that. And I'm sure anyone that's in your, um, responsibility will get that authenticity what you got Will?
3: so you, you Steph was asking you about kind of as a superintendent how do you really assert yourself as a leader to a certain degree so i work for a two-star general female mm-hmm. she's about five foot four, and when i say when all these men other generals colonels around her she stands her ground but she stays true to who she is so he was asking, what do you tell some of the other young ladies that may be going through trying to find themselves? You, you, you hit that, net, that nail on the head. Be yourself. But what I see is a lot of young folks need some help deciding who that person is. So what do you do when you catch someone that's trying to kind of develop who they are? How do you assist them with finding who they are and their why?
2: A lot of it is, is peeling the onion back, right? Asking questions. Get to know them. You know, get to know them beyond the uniform, why are you here? You know, what drove you to this place? What are your motivators? What are your goals? What are some of the things you want to do? And then keep them focused on that. You know, it's, it's not just about the promotion. It's not just about a position, because whenever you get into that,
3: Preaching that,
2: with each position becomes greater responsibility. Right. And that's going to be tough, which is more things you have to juggle. You're still going to have life. You're still going to have anything else that may come into play, school, whatever you're working on. Um, But being able to remember your why, just like you said it, you have to remember your why and let that be your driver for going through. You know, and and I've had several bad days where I've questioned my why. You know, am I? Am I still cut out for this? You know, sometimes I'm getting tired, but when I think back and it it never fails because it's always on those days where I'll get a message from someone that I used to work with, just, you know, asking for some guidance or just saying thank you or asking for some help. And that's my why. That's why I'm here. You know, so again, you know, that might be some divine intervention or something like that. When I do get in those days, like maybe, you know, maybe it's time for me to step aside and, and let let someone else come through because I've been doing this for a minute um, but I'm not tired yet right? I still feel like I have that drive to serve others and and there are people that need that guidance and need that advice sometimes people don't see what you see in them mm-hmm. so it's, it's helping them grow into those positions
3: so if you have to think about your entire military career what do you want your legacy to be When you finally do decide to retire and hang it up, what are you gonna leave behind?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Hmm, let me think on that one. Just, I guess, kind of just what I've been saying. You know, knowing that you can still succeed by being yourself, knowing that you can still succeed by showing vulnerability. You know, a lot of people equate vulnerability with weakness. To me, vulnerability is power. That's human. Because those struggles that I've been through. As much as they sucked, as much as, you know, they made me shed so many tears, they've also helped me develop into the person that I am today. And I'm continuing to grow each and every day. So, each one, teach one, right? There we go. There's a quote, one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Maya Angelou um, with one of the poems she said. And at the end of it, it was, um, when you get, give and when you learn, teach. Be able to share that with others, you know, so that's kind of what keeps me focused and when I have my bad days and and, you know when I'm frustrated and when I'm ready to just be like all right I think Danielle's done what she needed to do here I'm gonna move on but that's what keeps me focused so just you know helping them find their why understanding why they're here their best is their best it doesn't mean that it has to match what this is up here if they know that they're doing that then they're good
3: that's true. If, if y'all missed she, it, she put that finger up. That's equivalent to what you wear depressed every time. At <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, so you've been in for a minute, and you've seen different things change. Not just the uniforms. Oh, my goodness. What was it? We've the been you, Right.
2: I came ABU's, in and beat you. So. Right. Now we <laughs>
1: OCPs. Now we're going to have something else freaky in the year. But let's talk about the word resilience. And I know you you and I have talked about it before, but what do you think the cause of the lack of resilience is? And do you think it contributes to the uh, suicide rates? And what what do you see?
2: Um, I think some of it is is generational differences, right? Some of our kids don't have um, some of the mental resilience that we had when we were coming in. A lot of it, I think, that we can get back to is is just. being real, you know, and this is kind of what I talked to you about. Let's just sit down and and have a conversation where the uniform doesn't matter. You know, when I was um, at a previous base, we had an airman start kind of a, a, a movement, right, where people would come. We were all in civilian clothes. So you didn't know if it was a lieutenant colonel talking. You didn't know if it was an airman talking. You didn't know if it was a senior NCO talking. But they shared their stories. And it was deep. You know, these were talking about, you know, problems that they had with parents, abusive relationships, um, folks that had, you know, suicidal tendencies, the LGBT community and their struggles. You know, there were so many tears shed, but there was so much help that happened in those mm. those two events that they had where I think people really grew. And it because people allowed each other to see the person behind the uniform. And it let people know that, just because we wear this uniform, we all have life struggles that we're gonna go through. So hearing their stories of how they got through them, knowing now I have someone that relates to me, I'm not the only one that's going through, there was power in that movement. You know, I I think there's a lot of power when it comes to testimony, but people are afraid to share it because it's gonna show a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in this position, so there can't be anything wrong with me, right? But that, that's not true. It's the
3: human factor. Mm-hmm. I think the relatability to the younger generation and the older generation is what's missing. People get to focus in more so on promotion, which is a self-promotion exactly. versus promoting the individuals to have that relationship. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of younger folks thinking about by themselves, so as a leader... If people aren't coming to knock on your door, blowing up your cell phone, I think you probably need to reevaluate, re-evaluate your leadership.
2: That's very true. You know, a lot of people, friends will tell me, because there are times where it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, holy cow, I'm just now sitting down in my computer. And they're like, well, just close your door. I can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot close my door because it's, I don't want to give anyone the impression that I'm shutting myself off. You know, so whatever it is, again, because I'm here, my job is to help other people. If I say, you know, give me five minutes, sometimes that might have to happen if I have a meeting or something that I have to go to. But if my door is always closed, what kind of message am I sending to them?
1: Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So we got a question and we talked about a little bit, but what aspect of your life is holding you back right now? Do Um, you think anything that's holding you back?
2: Me? Really? Mm. I am. my biggest roadblock. Hold me. on, wait, hold I on, I wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me make sure your <laughs> mic is on and everything is hot so y'all can hear that. Say it one more time. What's holding you back? I would say me. Oh. It's an accountability piece. It is,
2: mm-hmm. it is. You know, uh, that saying that we are our biggest critics is very, very true. Mm-hmm. You know, so life experiences, you know, things that have, even though people say I don't project it, there's a lot of self-doubt a lot of self-conscious that I'm still working my way through you know that I think in some ways have stopped me from getting to that next level you know but slowly and surely I'm getting back to me you know I'm, I'm finding that balance taking care of Danielle you know they had the national prayer breakfast on on base the other day and chief bass was the speaker and she talked about how self-care is not selfish you know and to me that resonated with me so that kind of helps me balance. Because if you're off balance, how can you help someone else?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, I just flew back from Vegas. They said, hey, put your own mask on there you before go. you try to help somebody else. Right. So that, that, that's the very true. And I think sometimes as leaders, we have so much responsibility and expectation for us to be there for everybody else. Who's there for us is what's missing. And that causes you to break down. You mentioned you have a circle of individuals that you kind of bounce things off of, kind of like your safe place. Yes. Yep. So if someone doesn't have that safe place, where can they start at to develop that type of outlet for themselves so they themselves don't break down? What kind of information can you offer up to them?
2: Um, There's different resources, you know, but it, it, it all takes trust. Right. It all takes you to be able to trust someone, to be able to even open up and have that conversation, to share what you're going through. So we can preach. Yep, there's mental health, and you know there's the chaplains and things like that. But if that person has issues with those individuals, how are they going to be able to go to them? So a lot of it is comes back to that real talk. You know, hey, I, I get it. I understand we have issues. But if you stay there, you're going to be stuck there, and you're never going to continue to grow. So how can I help you get past this point? And then it's just sitting back and listening. You know, as as leaders, sometimes you're automatically the fixer. Yep, you got this problem, I'm going just point you here, here, and here, and this is what you need to do. That's not always what people need. Sometimes Correct. they just need you to listen.
1: So how would you encourage an individual to use that real talk, but to generate that trust to get realistic feedback, right? For their evaluations or feedback in general, because there were years I did not get a real, no kidding feedback. What I would get is, you know, just keep doing you know what you're what you doing. doing. <laughs> what is, what, apparently what I'm doing ain't working and you're not giving me what I need. But how would you encourage that? Or how would you set the tone? Or a young airman that's going through this, how would you help them to set that tone so they can get realistic feedback?
2: They got to be able to communicate, right? They have to be able to be comfortable with going with to who their leadership is is and sometimes feedback goes both ways. So I tell them, you know, if if you feel like you're not getting what you need from a supervisor or whatever, you've got to be able to have that conversation. Because if you come to me, I'm going to help. But if I go to that supervisor, now they're going to feel like they're doing something wrong. You know, sometimes it's much better to get that feedback from a peer or from someone that I, you know, that I'm responsible for to let me check myself in a way. But it's also being open to that criticism, right? Because if you think you're just marching and you're doing right, and then you get that that open, honest feedback, it's like, that can't be true. Well, maybe it It, is. Yeah, and that's
1: the deal, because I think people want to hear what's right all the time. You're doing that right, you're doing that right. But then they say they don't get the right feedback. So I think sometimes individuals are just looking... For what they want to
2: hear, exactly. versus what they need to hear, and it's being open to what you need to hear. And I tell a lot of supervisors, you know, because a lot of the, it is supervisors too, right? We're afraid to give that honest feedback, so I tell them, you know what, give your give your subordinate the feedback form, ask them to rate themselves, and see what they would come out with. A lot of times, they're going to rate themselves a lot harsher than what you would do. Now you bridge that gap. Okay, if you think you're here. Why is that? Now we can open up the conversation for communication because they've opened that first step to say, hey, here's where I think I am, but why? You know, what, did, what is it that you're not getting? What is it that I'm not doing for you, right? Because as, as supervisors, it's our job to lead and develop. How do I help you get there?
3: I would say sometimes you might have to show them what the feedback form is.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And from what I've seen, and a lot of times if someone's coming to the superintendent with an issue, Maybe that supervisor isn't approachable or took an actual interest in that individual. So they didn't go to them because they never made it available to them. And sometimes you may be the difference between that supervisor getting up and taking accountability versus them just kind of going with the flow. Very true. Because some airmen just give up. Well, I tried. They don't respond to my text messages. Like, you ask a supervisor when was the last time you mentioned the dorms? Where are the dorms at? As a superintendent, when well, the last time you've been to the dorms? Well, I got I got these EPRs to do. You got excuses. Okay. The airmen don't really accept excuses. They think that you don't care. So.
1: So with that being said, what do you think you don't have enough time to do, and why?
2: When it comes to work, um, sometimes it's it's being that visible person in the organization because. You know, there's there's several meetings throughout the day. There are several deadlines that you have to hit. Um, But that's where that that balance comes in for me. You know, I'm a single mom, so there's things that I got to get done during the duty day because when I go home, it's time to take this uniform off and be mom. Um, So I can't always get around and and be as visible that I want to. So, you know, it's... when When you talk words, you also need to put them into action. So... Getting around and and being out a little bit more, because you know the agency that we work in, we're all over the place. You know, right. it's, it's different if it's in one building, but we're not. We're spread out all over the base. So, um, just getting out, being more to to kind of let them know that oh, you know, senior's not just here when somebody's in trouble or somebody's coming around. Senior's here because she really cares. You know, so slowly but surely, as I'm I'm getting comfortable with the position, it's it's more talking. You know, more group talks. Let's get the airmen together. And this is, there's no agenda. Just, hey, tell me what's on your mind. This is our time where we have to talk with one another. The NCOs, what's challenging for you? What can I do to help? Things like that.
1: So you make time.
2: You have to make time. You have to make time. It's hard, right? (laughs) And I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things better than others, but slowly but surely, I I think that's where I've been successful in my career because I, you know, eventually I, I get to that point where I'm making time. People know, you know, hey, if she says she's going to be there, she's going to be there. So I know I can come and talk to her.
1: And if you're not, it's a reason why. Right. Right. And I appreciate that. And I'm sure there may do, too. So enough about you wearing a uniform. What do you see as far as your life, how Danielle is going to operate with the uniform off? What do you how do you want that to look?
2: Continuing to give back, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm working on my degree in human resource management. So. I would still like to stay connected with the military, you know, maybe working with the VA or something like that, but still continuing to give back and helping others. So,
1: Now you want to do it, would you do it as a let's say, a social work, like deeper in the community, or you just want to stay with the military, just helping out that,
2: that area? Uh, right now, I say in the military, but you never know. Yeah. You know, never never sell yourself short because you never know what might might happen. That's where I'm comfortable. Yeah. This is what I've been doing for the past 24 years. So um, that's where I would start. But if it's if there's a bigger need and I feel that that sense of purpose, because that's my passion, right, then, then obviously I'll, I'll gravitate towards whatever that is. There you go.
1: Okay. Go well, ahead. What you got, hey, So cool. it, anyway, I Want to let you guys know if you have to, if you have a question and if you want to ask, this is the time to do it. The number is below six one eight seven nine two six seven four seven. But I do want to thank you for for coming out and 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 giving us your, your, your infinite wisdom and, <laughs> and, and happy Women's Day and, and, and everything. What is it that you would like to leave as far as a, a message to women today?
2: Just don't lose yourself. You know, stay true to who you are. So often in life, we have to be so many things to so many different people. Mm. Um, So much so that we forget who we are, you know, and and for the longest time with me, that's where I was. So within the past maybe couple years, I've slowly started getting back to self and I I feel much more at peace. Um, I'm happier. My energy is coming back, things like that. So um, just whatever it is, stay true to who you are, know yourself, use that self-care because it is ever so important. And then keep that circle of friends around that you trust. Because when you're falling down, there'll be the ones that'll be there to lift you up.
1: And speaking of that self-care, how do you unwind? Do you listen to some music? You go to the gym? You get your, your, your foot rubbed on? <laughs> or what would you do?
2: Check on all of the above. <laughs> um,
3: box of wine. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right. So I definitely like going to the gym. Um, I have to, right? It's part of, part of my job. Right. But I do find that as being my outlet. So to free depending on how my week goes. I'm usually at the gym, you know, by four o'clock in the morning. Music is definitely an outlet for me. So putting on some Maxwell or some Sade hold oh no, on wait, wait, wait. Like Going that. to the gym with some Maxwell. No, 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 no. I was about no, to say no, 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 no. Be... I have my workout you know, mix when I go to the limpical. gym. But right. when yeah. I'm just unwinding, right? Yeah. It, it is listening to, you know, to some soft music or whatever. Just kicking back, relaxing, spending time with friends, you know. Just getting together, just chatting. You know, and it's not necessary to going out to the clubs or mm-hmm. anything like that. Just getting with that group of people that I can relate to and kick back. And then obviously my kids, my kids in my life. So okay. it doesn't matter what kind of day I'm having, spending time with them, just being able to look at them. Mm-hmm. That is, even though they get on my nerves sometimes, that, yeah, is, that is my motivation. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, you know, I, I read somewhere that uh, your kids are like your... The, your best broke friend <laughs> they always there they witch with you they're worried to ride but they ain't got no money but if you can name five or let's say three artists since you're talking about music and I'm a music head who would they be that represents your life your soundtrack oh gosh because you said Maxwell but I do like, like Maxwell like when you at the gym who you rocking to
2: It's just upbeat music, Mm -hmm. honestly, so Mm -hmm. I'll put on, I'll go on Pandora and find Mm -hmm. out, like, today's hits workout mix, so Mm -hmm. whatever that is, just upbeat music, Mm -hmm. so when I'm on the elliptical, I can go with the beat. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So your top three, that represents you.
3: Y'all say Eminem, you said Detroit, right? Man, man, shut up. Hey, at least she ain't say Nelly. No, hey, I'm sorry, y'all. Shout out to them
1: saying. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with country grammar. All right. Hey. All right. Anyway, but go ahead.
2: So the artist I like the most right now, I like. I really like Janae Aiko.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, she pretty dope. She pretty dope.
2: I really like, gosh, let me think.
1: You go school her. School oh, you like her, too? I do her. like Look her. Look at you, boy. <laughs> let me find out. I'm going to have to make you a soundtrack playlist. Okay, you like old her? Old school,
2: you know, Anita Baker. It's probably definitely want to go back system. to the crib
1: yes 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 well thank you thank you thank you and everybody we want to thank you guys for listening and 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 being a part of the lion's den thank you ma'am for blessing us Thanks for right coming. and coming on through it you can come anytime but before we go i want to give a special shout out For those that don't know all the beautiful scenery every time we do our our advertisement on Facebook, it's Innovation Photography. All right, Make sure y'all go and check him out. He's on Facebook and Instagram and and all that. So that's Innovative Photography. We appreciate you, brother, seriously, for doing your thing. And everyone that's there, out there, inside, we appreciate y'all. And we will see y'all again next week. Holla at you.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking on amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com a manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable tune in next week for another episode of the lion's Den with seth